Hey, lamp. How are you today? <laughs> why? I, this lamp's usually in this corner. I don't know why the lamp's not in the corner. Oh, hey, Jesse. Hello. Oh, this is a different intro. We're so perky. <laughs> I know. Well, yeah, we're so perky in comparison to how I was maybe a half an hour ago. <laughs> Dad's I, making faces at I me. I am trash, and it is okay. <laughs> Do you remember last week when we didn't, or last week, last time? Like, like last week when we didn't record an episode. <laughs> okay, well, we were busy writing a panel. But do you remember last time when we didn't introduce our panel at all? <laughs> or our podcast at all? Yeah, I do. Until, like, the very fucking end. And I'm like, hey, did did we not? Rec- yeah, and then I left it at the end, even though we, was <laughs> we re-recorded it so that I could put it at the beginning. And I thought it was funnier to leave it at the end of I like the episode. It. I like it at the end. That's okay. fine. <laughs> but yeah so we as we're like i guess saying again we are doing a panel at yumacon detroit we are and we're the, the marvel anime forest. convention of detroit we're the marvel forest podcast and you should know that already you're listening aren't you I, yeah um and I and remember. hopefully we gained you from this maybe maybe i'm amber and that's jesse yes i'm jesse and then we have special guests um, Caesar again, back again. He's, you being a good boy. He is. And Davin. And Tawani. And Tawani. We're a special guest today. Yeah. Yeah. I hope our panel goes well. I hope you all enjoyed it if you listened and were there and are now. And are listening to us now. And, because. <laughs> and hopefully we, uh, well, we probably sound exactly like this. Uh, probably. But also more nervous. More social anxiety maybe we're crying (laughs) (laughs) we cried in front of you and like you just feel like a deeper connection to us now because we've cried in front of you now like we're soulmates (laughs) yes so our panel is going to be at 9 p.m on saturday night and i'm pumped about it i I think we're at a good spot yes i will post a thingy on instagram about it yeah so, what have you been up to? I got engaged since the last oh episode. Oh my god, I forgot to talk about that. <laughs> Yay! So, Amber's engaged since the last she episode. knew it was going to happen and, like, pulled me aside and she goes, just so you know, like, Jason's going to propose to me and I'm like, okay. I also called my and mom then- at two o'clock and was like, hey mom, I'm getting engaged later today. <laughs> And so, like, all of her friends were there, and then she decided to tell all of us to leave to go meet her at the bar later, and then got engaged without us all. Okay, but that's because we I'm a shy person. We could have took way better pictures. You could have taken better pictures than my photo booth pictures. But I'm also a shy person, and I would have, like, felt way more awkward. And it was already really awkward, so it felt better that no one was there. Yeah. It was less weird than the first attempt. Okay, there was two other attempts, by the way, because there was an attempt on the Wednesday night and then Thursday night. Are you night. wearing your ring right now? No. <laughs> I took it off because I was crafting and doing stuff with like foam and fabric and stuff for Yomacon. So I, I took it off and I set it on the table and then I left and it's still there. 
(laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but congratulations. Thanks. Um, That's the, like, I mean, that's really all that's been new and exciting since last time we recorded. Yeah, I uh, went to, when when was the last time we recorded? We went to the zoo, I think, since the last time we recorded you and me. We did go to the zoo. We, that was fun. Yeah. My company kindly provided us tickets to the zoo for the day. So that was awesome. That was really fun. We also, um, you went to that. Oh, we went to Hocus Pocus Live. We did. And that was so fun. That was, um, an experience. It was wild. Just, okay. Okay. Close your eyes. (laughs) Don't picture driving. Picture this. In the outskirts of Detroit, there is a theater. You pull up to said theater. There's no parking. And there's no parking. And you drive around the theater. And you pull up to someone directing traffic. And they go, I'm going to need you to drive down the street to the Meyer parking lot. Which is a grocery store for anyone who doesn't live in Michigan. Is Meyer only Michigan? Meyer's like Michigan, oh. Illinois, Ohio. Like I think there's an Ohio. I think that's all of them. Okay, they're only like around us. Yeah. So go down the street, park at the grocery store, and then we'll put you on a sketchy ass bus that has like fat babies on it. That looked like dicks. That looked like dicks. Um, <laughs> and we'll they're holding swords, and we'll drive you back to the venue. Come to find out, the bus broke down the- after we got there. <laughs> yeah, so, like, the trip after us, the bus broke down. We got there, though. Yes, we got there, and um, we almost had to walk back. <laughs> yeah. Because the bus still wasn't working. It was broken down on the side of the road, and uh, they had, like, this little mini charter bus that you could stand up on, but they weren't allowing anyone to stand up on, and then poor Ted sat on the ground. (laughs) Sat on the ground, because there was no seats left. He technically sort of sat on the handicap ramp. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was, but it was, like, one of those, if, if, if anyone's ever been on an airport shuttle bus... That's what this bus was. The show was so fun, though, because they performed The other dick bus was a school bus. Yeah, the dick bus was a school bus. But they performed the show in front of the movie. Yeah. So, like, I was super geeked about being able to see the movie again. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it was so much fun. And then it was just wild to watch, like, people dressed up as witches where they're supposed to be flying on their broomsticks and they just go zooming by on a scooter. Yeah. Like, how fucking hilarious. And then they had the cat on an RC car that was zooming across the stage. And it was just so good. Yeah. There was Um, a blow-up doll. Oh, yeah. There was a (laughs) blow-up doll. (laughs) Oh, Yeah. That was fantastic. That was uh, fun. I've also been to a concert. You went to that Detroit History Tour? And I also went to the Evil Dead musical and got covered in fake blood. Fun! Yeah. Was not wearing the proper attire for that event, but uh, it washed out, that's, so that's good. That's good. That's good. <laughs> um, yeah, the Detroit tour is fantastic. I know. I heard, I wanted to go so bad, and then like... The tickets sold out. Literally, I checked the Wednesday before I got paid, and they were still available. And then then Friday, Caitlin's like, they sold out. All right. Detroit tour fun facts. Ready? Michigan's first governor is buried in Capitol Park in downtown Detroit. 
<laughs> underneath a statue of him. <laughs> so that's neat. Also, there's mass graves downtown from the cholera outbreaks that no one got rid of and now are historic sites. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Caitlin was telling me all about it. Um, It looked so much fun. I want to go. If they do it next year, I want to go. Oh, yeah. And they say they change up like the places that they go and the things they talk about, too. So, yeah, let's do it. We'll do it. Like. Yeah. Um, I don't really have much else. No. I think the- we're we're good. Anyways, this is always, a, as usual, a shorter episode. <laughs> we're still working on our panel, obviously, because we haven't done it yet. So I think we're good. Yeah. Are you ready to jive on into our stories? I'm ready to jive on in. Devin, flip that coin. It is me. What is new? (laughs) (laughs) Only when Amber flips the coin does Amber go first. I actually started pulling up my story because I was like, oh, I'm going to end up being first watch. And then it's you. And I don't have my story up. So uno momento, por favor. Um, It didn't take that long. So (laughs) here we go. (laughs) I am in Council Bluffs, Iowa. Okay. In the middle of Iowa. Um, I... If I had gone to Nebraska, we would have stopped here. Okay. And we are at the Squirrel Cage Jail. Oh, I've heard of this in one. In yeah. Iowa. Built in 1885 and was in continuous use until 1969. It was acquired by Council Bluffs Park Board in 1971 for preservation and was named to the National Registry of Historic Places in 1972. The design of this jail is one of a kind. It has 18 revolving pie-shaped cells, making this jail similar to a Lazy Susan, which is so wild, right? So it's literally like a big cylinder of jail cells that is three stories tall and rotates. Okay, first of all, if I was in that jail, I would hate it. Yeah. That would be miserable. Yeah. Are they are all of what, the what it, do you think it constantly rotates like throughout the day? I don't know. <laughs> be it... like, this is your time. Use it wisely. You're allowed out of your cell. You can see the sunshine for half a second. <laughs> um, are all the gates are the are all the cells, are they just made out of like fence? They're like Bars? From the pictures that I saw online, yes. Okay. So, like, you can have you, friends. like, yeah. And you could probably see everyone. Yeah. So, this one in Iowa was the first of its kind. So, there are apparently multiple versions of this. Awful. Uh, this was built at a cost of $30,000. Or today, yep. It's cheaper. (laughs) Somehow got a lot cheaper. Probably the economy. (laughs) For this lazy Susan jail. Yeah. Maybe because it's lazier. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) It's easier to build when it's lazier, right? I mean, yeah. It's the lazy version of a jail. It's kind of like a... It just makes me think of a carousel for prisoners. So, in the front part of the building, it had offices for the jailer, a kitchen, trustee cells, and quarters for women. The design was an invention of William H. Brown and Benjamin F. Howe. I thought it was Hugh, but it's not. It's Howe. Howe? Howe. 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 I don't think that's right at all. Howe. Do you do that? 
It's like Q, but with an A before the U. How? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so they were from Indianapolis. Um, within the patent, this design is stated that the object of the invention is to produce a jail in which prisoners can be controlled without the necessary of necessity of personal contact between them and the jailer. So the idea behind it is that they don't have to treat the people like they don't they They don't have to take care of the people because it lets them out on its own. (laughs) Then it has to be revolving 24 hours a day, right? When you step out, does it feel like a train and you've been moving for 24 hours? I have no idea. But does it actually let them out? I would think so, right? But if they're getting let out, they're just, like, let out into the building and they could just leave. Well, there's probably, like, secure perimeter, perimeter. I assume that it's just a cage. Like, they're always in this cage and they just, you know, the, the guard can just sit there and, like, he doesn't have to, like, walk all the whole jail because everyone's right there and he can just sit there and watch everyone go by. Yeah. And so... The theory of the jail was to provide maximum security with minimum attention. I mean, realistically, though, how many people are you going to see in the opening of the revolving area? Because it's in a building, right? Like, it's yeah. in a full building. So how much are you going to see? You're maybe going to see... building. You're maybe going to see, like, on one floor, two to three prisoners at a time. Yeah. So, like... And you know they're not going anywhere. Yeah. So... I don't know. That's neat. <laughs> Sounds awful, though. Like, how? What I, if it's like dinner time? How does the people in the back get their food? Maybe they just shove it through the cage cells. They just give it to the first prisoner and be like, here you go, pass it down. And if that prisoner doesn't like the guy in the back, he just doesn't pass it down. And then they don't eat. Oh, that's so sad. Take one, pass it down. <laughs> the signatures and dates, uh, of many of its infamous prisoners remain scratched on the cell walls. Oh, so I guess they're like actually legit walls. Um, not just cage walls. Okay. Maybe for like privacy reasons. Maybe. Maybe they were like half walls. Or like the back cell wall. I'm gonna Google it. So today uh, only three rev- three revolving jails remain, and it is in Missouri, Indiana, and the one we're talking about in Iowa. All three are preserved as museums as well. They are walls. The outside is a gate or like a bars. Oh, man. Makes it so much harder to have friends. What if it's rotating and you like stuck your hand out and then you got it caught? I'm sure that happened once or twice. Well, nothing I found. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like how fast does it rotate? Because that would really tell you. They spin it really fast until three <laughs> jailers fall out. They spin it really, really fast like you're on a merry-go-round at the, at the park. Yeah, and whoever falls out gets their privileges <laughs> for the day. <laughs> oh, wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> and so in its long history, only four deaths are known to have occurred at the jail. One prisoner died of a heart attack. One prisoner uh, hung himself. In his cell. One death was caused by a dumb prisoner stunt. A dumb prisoner stunt? Yes. Like, he thought he was a stuntman because he was in a revolving jail cell? Yeah, and he was, like, trying to, like, make it through the door as it was spinning so fast. 
to like show his timing. Uh, and then he and died. He, he didn't, didn't make it. No. Um, <laughs> he died after falling from the third level of the jail when he was trying to write his name on the ceiling. Me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then the fourth death was uh, an accident in which an officer shot himself in confusion with fortifying the facility from an angry mob threatening to storm the jail during the farmer's holiday strike of 1932. So he shot... How did he shoot himself in confusion? He's, like, standing there. There's an angry mob. He's like, I'll shoot! I'll shoot! And then he, like, moves his hand too fast and shoots himself? What if it was a ricochet? I could I mean, I, like... I, like... Maybe. Maybe. There was a metal wall behind the people and he's like, I'll shoot. And he shoots and he thought he was shooting someone, but it was his reflection and it bounced back and hit him and killed him. Or, (laughs) or here's another one. (laughs) He's thought someone was behind him and like tried to like aim the gun and randomly shoot behind him and like got him in like the chest or shoulder or something. Like he got himself like in in the neck or something on accident. Cut. Cut his carotid artery. Or there was a metal thing behind him there and it ricocheted off and hit him. (laughs) Or it ricocheted 27 times, striking him in the center of the skull. (laughs) Maybe. 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 (laughs) Wait, what movie is that? Uh, Where they, that wanted, the Angelina Jolie movie, where she like swings the bullet around in an arc shape. I think it's called Wanted. I'll Google it. Angelina Jolie for sure. Um, uh, Is it Maleficent? Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Kung Fu Panda? Yes. Totally. Totally. Jack Black totally knows how to shoot a gun and bend a bullet. There is a movie called Wanted. Yeah. It's about a frustrated office worker who learns that he's the son of a professional assassin. So it's probably that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> or I'm wrong, and we just told you about whatever Angelina Jolie movie that was. <laughs> I mean, hey, did you want to check out an Angelina Jolie movie? Here's one. Um, also, at some point, uh, to the fact that the building used to be St. Paul's uh, Episosol Apostle? Apostle Church Morgue. <laughs> Thanks. I Sam. liked your attempt, though. You should leave it in. All right. <laughs> I haven't. I didn't even see the word, but that's what I just assume it is. Yeah, it sounds about right. It sounds about right. Yeah, we we just move on like we normally do. We don't actually check anything. We don't fact check no. on this podcast. The only thing we've actually fact checked, well, maybe they're all legends for the panel. I was gonna say the only thing we fact checked is the Angelina Jolie <laughs> movie. It was called Wanted. Okay, let me be real for a second. I actually fact check some of the bullshit that we say when I'm editing an episode. Yeah. And I will cut it if it's not factual. <laughs> Perfect. We check that thing about the guy that died on the day that we were recording the episode. We did fact check that. Oh, yeah. Giles, Giles Corey. Giles Corey. Yeah. Which fan club. We started a fan club. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Giles Corey. Corey. Giles Corey. <laughs> Giles Corey fan club. So one spirit may actually date back to the jail's um, origin. A former jail tour guide claimed she believes that the ghost is to be of J.M. Carter, a man who oversaw the building's construction. 
Did he die in the building? I have no clue. Maybe he just like was like so proud of his construction. Yeah, because like look at this fucking jail. It's the first thing of its kind. Look at this jail. It rotates. It rotates. <laughs> it's like a lazy Susan for your prisoners. <laughs> Wait, when was this built? 1885. So like not many things. Oh, what kind of like mechanics were in 1885 for that then? That's a good question. Steam powered. Do you think someone got burned by steam then? Ooh, maybe. But like, what if it's just on a powered lazy Susan? What if it's just on a bunch of balls so they can just rotate? Oh, like a bearing? (laughs) (laughs) No, the 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 prisoners have to push it themselves. (laughs) Grab hold of the bars and just pull. (laughs) What if that's what it was? Then I feel like they could get out whenever they wanted to. Still like a carousel then. If they're pushing it themselves, they can make it go as fast as they want. Yeah. Oh my god, what if they like went crazy like those teacup rides? (laughs) (laughs) That's when some people start falling out. It's fine. What if this jail was the inspiration for the teacup rides? (laughs) (laughs) So Mr. Carter, oh, here's a a little bit why he probably resides in the the jail already. He was the first resident of the top floor apartment. Oh, there's a floor apartment? Yeah, on the fourth floor above all the jail cells. Oh. So Bill Foster, who worked as um, a jailer in the 1950s, opted to not use the fourth floor as his apartment because there was a lot of strange going-ons up there. Do you think he haunted... That's that's why? Because he was haunting it? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's like the only logical explanation. What other strange going-ons could be up there? The mice learning to skate. Ooh. Ooh. Maybe it's a Cinderella story, Devin. (laughs) Maybe the mice are learning to sew, and they sew him the most beautiful of gowns to go with (laughs) Maybe the mice are sewing him a ball gown, and he's just, he's like, I don't have a ball to go to, and I've got 16 ball gowns. (laughs) And then, like, he's like, and I can't even wear any of these outside of this apartment anyways, because the prisoners will make fun of me. Oh, because the prisoners are judgy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. What if he did have 18 ball gowns and he handed them out to the prisoners and they had their own little pageant? Oh, cute. To pose as they go by. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As it rotates, <laughs> it's like the catwalk. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> this is your prisoner rotating fashion show. <laughs> this is... Fashion Week, Iowa. (laughs) (laughs) And all the dresses are made by mice. (laughs) I love that idea. Yeah, that's great. He reported hearing people... We don't get far enough to, like, actually find out what's going on. (laughs) Um, He reported hearing people walking around on the floor that had no one on it and a sensation of... A sensation sufficiently concerning to motivate him to bunk on the second floor with the prisoners instead. Maybe Jerry made him feel feel real safe. He's on the he's on the second floor. He's yeah, his buddy. Yeah, buddy Jerry. He He like he only is in jail because like he smoked pot. Oh, I was gonna say he killed some farmer's wife. Okay, I mean that too. (laughs) Or he killed the farmer's dog. Oh, yeah. Old Yeller. Oh, he killed Old Yeller. There have also been reports of a full-body apparition on the fourth floor identified as one of the former jailers is supposedly one of the people that haunts the fourth floor, and we only know of the one jailer that shot himself. So is it him? Probably. Maybe. More than likely? Or some morgue person? 
or just like some prisoner or not prisoner jailer who maybe oh wait the jailer was in love with one of the prisoners it was like a romeo and julia situation where they both romeo died in and the romeo jail. situation yeah and they both died in the jail now they haunt it together oh okay it's a romance it's so romantic uh, they believe that the spirit is friendly, despite the occasional door that opens by itself, strange lights, and peculi- peculiar noises. He's just opening the door to walk in and out of the room, like chill people. <laughs> uh, no one has ever felt frightened or in any danger from this spirit. Okay, well, that's good. They've also have heard uh, heavy breathing, sighs, and shushing. Ew. Don't shush me. Uneligible or eligible? Eligible? Illegible? Illegible. Unalegible voices? Unintelligible? Inaudible? Whispers. This has been Thesaurus Time with Jesse and Amber. And jingling of keys. There has been some evidence of a female spirit as well. A few years ago, a woman working on a project in the building after hours. She walked through the building and was shocked to see a little girl dressed entirely in gray. Oh, that's tragic. Inside a cell whose bars were locked with no way in or out. So she was just like hanging out in the cell. Do you think she was like playing in there? Do you think she was a prisoner at one point? (laughs) Or maybe she was born a prisoner. Ooh, she's so bad that she was born a prisoner. (laughs) This is not what I meant, but yes, I know. <laughs> Born a prisoner. They were trying to make bad to the bone. <laughs> From bad, the day she was born. Bad. Bad to the womb. Bad to the... <laughs> bad to the womb. <laughs> bad. <laughs> bad to the womb. I mean, like, why would there be a small child there? Like, that doesn't... I only chalk it up to the the morgue. Maybe the morgue. Maybe they, like, she lived there with, like, her parents or something. Because there's an apartment above it, right? It's probably, like, the jailer's. Yeah. So, like, maybe the jailer's family. Yeah. Though the little girl has been picked up in various places throughout the building, as well as sometimes you can hear her singing. Bad to the bone. (laughs) Bad to the womb. That's what she's singing. No, 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 no. Occasionally, uh, visitors will report feeling that something is tugging at them. Uh, report a great feeling of sadness in some of the cells, and simply felt that there was a presence inside the cell with them. Okay, can you go in the cells now? Yeah, it's a museum. I can just go in the cells. Yeah, and they'll just roll me, roll me around. Yeah. Why do you think I wanted to make this a stop on my road trip? What if it got stuck and you were in the back? I don't think they still rotate it now. I think that's like a hazard. <laughs> Zach Baggins would get them to rotate it. He would. There is the feeling of being watched and followed and most frequently noted on the third and fourth floors. There has been the presence, ready, mm-hmm. of two ghost cats. Uh, they have been caught on EVPs, meowing, and have brushed up against people's legs. Precious babies. Yeah. They just want attention. Yeah. They want someone to give them wet food. Yeah. So, in the summer of 2005, the Paranormal Research and Investigative Studies Midwest, or PRISM. 
Ooh, that's a fun. Yeah. Uh, they captured on film a cabinet door opening by itself three times. And several electromagnetic spikes were recorded and infrared thermometers noted abnormal temperature fluctuations. Okay. And more importantly, the team was able to correlate these readings with orbs recorded on video. Hmm. Interesting. Yep. That's pretty cool. So was the cabinet opening like three times like in one like boop, 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 like right like one section or was it like over Well, maybe time? like the guy was just trying to get something out of the cabinet and he kept forgetting something and I've kept having to lot. go back. I get that. It's like like when you're like I'm it's like the I'm hungry fridge and you open up the fridge and then you close the fridge and then you walk away and you're like but like I didn't get anything but I'm still hungry. Maybe there's something back. different in my fridge now. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe something magically appeared and so they reopened it. Yeah. Maybe though for ghosts it does re-magically appear. Like their ghost food, like it's empty or like there's only like some food in it the first time they open the cabinet so they shut it and they're like maybe there's candy now. <laughs> Ghost candy. Ghost candy. Yep. So uh, that pretty much uh, wraps this up. Uh, you can go on paranormal investigations of the squirrel cage jail. Um, an eight hour tour. Base- eight hours? Yes. Holy fuck. Base cost for six people is $210. For six people for eight hours? That's not bad. Yeah. Like I'd so totally do that. You guys, you want to drive out 10 hours to go do this? I think I'd cry. I mean, I don't know. It kind of sounds interesting just to see the jail. You don't want to, like, pet a ghost cat? I do. I only want to go if the ghost cat's there. I'm going to put catnip in my pocket. Okay. Do you think it'll work? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. And each additional person is $35. Uh, The hours are from 8 p.m. to 4 a.m. You could also do a four-hour investigation for $140 and covers four people and a $35 charge for every additional person. Or a mini investigation from 8 p.m. till midnight. What were you going to do? I was just going to go to, like, the normal daytime. Yeah. <laughs> Investigations usually take place on Friday and Saturday nights, and other dates can be arranged if needed. That sounds fun. So that is the Squirrel Cage Jail in Council Bluffs, Iowa. Maybe I should get married there in one of the cells. <gasps> Ooh, wouldn't that be cute? <laughs> no. <laughs> it would be weird. Let's do it. We'll both wear prisoner outfits. Um, who wants to wear a ball gown and pretend they're a prisoner in the fashion show? <laughs> Devin and Jesse both raise their hands. Yeah, I'm like pointing to myself, but like no one can see me except for Amber and Devin. It's fine. I know. I was like staring. Tawny left. I was staring at both of you for a second. Like, do they? They're raising their hands. What do I do? <laughs> no one can hear. You uh, make sure that uh, they can hear, and you uh, narrate. Narrate. Okay. Ready for your story? All right. Ready? Okay. We're ready to jump right into my story. Yeah? Yep. <laughs> All right. So, I am going to tell you a tale. A tale? I'm almost. A song as old as rhyme. This song is definitely, this, this is definitely a, a song, and it's definitely... Like 900 years okay, old. Okay, so you're going to sing it to me in musical form then? I'm going to sing this whole thing. Okay, I'm no, ready. I'm it's a lot of work. So we're going to talk about the green children of Woolpit. Have you heard this? I have heard you tell me that you're going you to. I going to do it, but have you actually heard it? <laughs> no, I haven't. Okay. I told you because I think. Of like, so these are children of the pits? 
<laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> They're also green. Yeah. So the origins of the story have been have a really wide variety of time periods online. They're generally around the same area, like a same time frame. Um, some sites say that it happened between 1135 and 1134, or sorry, 1135 and 1154 during the reign of King Stefan. There was a King Stefan, apparently. Where are we? We're in England. Okay. Other sources say that Stefan. it was just sometime during the 12th century. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to like, there's a wide, there's a wide date range. I don't know. Just giving it to you. Here's a, yeah. here's your, here's your date range. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to take you back, Jesse. Taking me back where? To the village of Woolpit in to- Suffolk, England. Suffolk? Suffolk, England? Okay. So Woolpit's name was first recorded in the 10th century as something. Woolpit? Still? <laughs> okay. Okay. So it's, it's W-L-P-I-T. So I don't really know how to pronounce it any different than Woolpit. W-L-P-I-T. Okay. And later as Wolfpita. Wolfpita? W- Peta Wolf? <laughs> W-L-F-P-E-T-A. Ooh, it's Peta Wolf. <laughs> Do you think like it's like a hairier form of pita bread? <laughs> Maybe it's pita bread made by wolves. <laughs> oh, wait, you said it's P-E-T-A. So it is people who are PETA and want to save the wolves. Hmm, maybe they just like the wolves. Yeah. Um, so the village was named after the wolf pits that surround the village that had been dug out in the Middle Ages. The pits were designed to lure and ensnare dangerous beasts, more specifically wolves, to protect the town. They just dug out a bunch of holes. They're like, this is our defense mechanism. Against the wolves. The wolves will definitely fall in the pits. So it's not like a trench. It's just like a couple of random holes that they built. There's pits that they just hope the wolves will fall into. Like, and then they covered it with, like, sticks and leaves. They definitely (laughs) covered it in sticks and leaves. And, And, like, put spikes at the bottom. (laughs) Like, it was definitely, like, a Bugs Bunny cartoon. Here's some here's some not really relevant to the story things, but them interesting. They're fun. Yeah. So in the 15th century and for some time after, Woolpit had two annual fairs. Oh. The horse fair. The horse fair. Which was held on September 16th in some fields. And they also held the cow fair in different fields on September 19th, and they would sell toys and cattle. All their livestock. Yeah, two little fairs really close together. What is our saying? Don't buy buy a livestock? Buy a livestock. We could buy a livestock at these fairs. Oh my god, we could! Back in time. You know, if we ever become so popular that we do merch, I definitely want to have sell a stuffed cow that says buy a livestock on it. Oh, cute. Or like a shirt that has like a farmer like looking logo on it that says buy a livestock and there's like a cow. Yeah. Maybe a pig. Yeah. Now, now we're going to go and back. And then, then you actually buy a livestock because it's a stuffed cow. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Now we're going to go back to the real reason we're here. Okay. My story. The children <laughs> of the pits. Yeah. <laughs> so one autumn during the harvest, workers were harvesting their fields when they heard frightened cries. 
There, when they went to investigate, they discovered two children, a boy and a girl, terrified and huddled near one of the many wolf pits. One thing to note is, like, some people say that they were in the pit. Some stories say they were climbing out of the pit. Some say they were out of the pit. But one thing to note is that the pits were likely twice as tall as the children and a couple square, a couple hundred square feet in area. Okay. So they're pretty large. Like, they're big yeah. pits. Um, so these children were wearing unusual clothing made of a material that was not familiar to the people, and they spoke a strange language that no one understood. They, the most striking thing about them was that their skin was green. Oh, okay. Casual. Yep. Casually green. Just casually green. So the two children were taken to the home of a man named Richard de Colney, Colney, Calney. Uh, or Kane. There's two different. <laughs> I saw both. It was either Richard de Calne or Calm. I don't know how to pronounce it. It's C A L N E. I think it's Calm. Okay. Or it was Richard de Kane. So we're going to call him Richard. Okay, Richard. So. All right, Dick Kane. <laughs> they took him to Richard's house. And the locals attempted to take care of them because they're two small children. Yeah. So um, there's only two that came out of this pit. Yeah. And they're two. not like green with like moss or anything. No, like their we skin didn't like wipe green. them off and like they're normal children. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> That'd be a lot of moss. Maybe there's moss growing on them. Um, okay. So they're they're just these green children. And they're like, let's get it. We have to take care of them, right? So they Attempted to give them food, but the children refused to eat or drink anything that was offered to them. Okay. Until someone brought them some fresh beanstalks. Did they climb them to get to the giants in the sky? They actually did. Like crazy, right? And then they found a giant and there were some golden eggs. And then they came back with some golden eggs and then they disappeared back into the pits. (laughs) (laughs) So... The children eagerly took the beanstalks and opened them. Like, they opened the stalk. Like, I don't even know, really know what a beanstalk looks like. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I just always picture Jack and the Giant beanstalk. Like, it's just a big, thick, vine-looking thing. Pretty much. If you Google it, not hit videos, you will see that there, it's a stalk of beans. Do I have to type in real beanstalk? Yes, you do. Everything I hit, I'm still just seeing pictures of Jack and the Giant Beanstalk. Okay. They kind of look like Jack and the Giant Beanstalks. They're just bigger or smaller. (laughs) So they opened up the the stalk and... They didn't even eat the beans? They didn't... Well, we'll get there. Okay. And when they saw that the stalks were empty, they started to cry until they were shown that the beans were inside the pods. Oh. So, like... Okay. Here's the beans. They're like, uh, here you go, children. Don't did, be dumb. Did they make, instead of actually crying, did they make the most strange whining noise? Ooh, that'd be weird. I kind of makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. Instead of crying, they balked like chickens. Balk. <laughs> Could you imagine if you were, every time you were sad, Bonk. that's how you cried? Balk. <laughs> This is the 10 minutes of Jesse balking into the 
So uh, the children quickly ate their fill of raw beans, and then they refused to eat anything else for some time after. Okay. They were full. It's fine. They just ate beans. Yeah. That's all they would eat is raw beans. Yeah. So the villagers did everything they could do to, to take care of the children, and they even had the children baptized. Okay. Uh, the boy who appeared younger than his sister grew ill and died shortly after being baptized. Oh. So the boy died. Because he was baptized? <laughs> I don't think it's because, because he was they, baptized. So was he like a demon and they dipped him in the holy water? Uh, I don't think so. But I left it because it's better for dramatic effect. Okay. Uh, the girl, however, survived. And after time, she started eating other foods and she lost the green hue to her skin. Uh, she became healthy and so hardy. So you're saying she was only green because all she ate was green beans. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. <laughs> is, that what, is that what your parents tell you? If you don't stop eating green beans, you're going to turn green. Yeah, that's a low. Yeah, because parents have such a hard time getting their kids to not eat green beans. <laughs> green beans are like crack for kids. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, so she became... Healthy and hearty, and eventually also learned how to speak English and to communicate with the villagers. When she could finally speak to the villagers, she told her story. So she told them that her brother and her came from a land with no son called St. Martin's Land. Um, There, all the people were green, and they lived in a perpetual twilight. When she was asked how they had come to be found in the pits, she explained that they had been um, in a field herding her father's cattle. They were in the upside down. They could have been in the upside down. That's actually a theory that they were in an underground world. Anyway, or or a parallel universe. Anyway. Okay. They had followed the cattle to a cave and became lost. She and her brother then had heard bells and became entranced. They followed the sound of bells before finding themselves in the wolf pit. Well, at least we're not green. <laughs> like <laughs> One historian who recorded the story of the green children said that the girl was given the name Agnes. So of all the names they could have given her, they gave her Agnes. I feel like they could have given her something a little better. Well, this is like the UK. In... They lived in a town named after the pits they hunt wolves in. <laughs> okay, well, maybe they should have named her Wolfie. Wolfie. Or Pit Girl. <laughs> <laughs> Patina. She went to work as a servant in the household of Richard. Okay. She became Richard's servant. um, And she reportedly gained a reputation for being very wanton and impotent. (laughs) Impotent? No. No. Impotent. (laughs) She was loose. She she was loose. Isn't impotent? Like the opposite. <laughs> All right. I, she was not impotent. She was she was into. She enjoyed herself. She wanted to live her life. She spent her childhood green. So and her brother died. And her brother died because he was a devil. <laughs> because he was the devil. So Only she- the devil dies after being baptized. Uh, to be fair, he was sick before he was baptized. Only <laughs> get sick. From being baptized makes you the devil. <laughs> demons. Hey, demons. It's me. Your boy. Um, so she eventually did settle down and get married. Okay. 
She married a local man and she lived- decided to not live her life so freely anymore. So she lived long after her discovery. She was never able to give any further help in solving the mystery of her and her brother's origins or arrival in Woolpit. Okay. So obviously, a lot of people have theories. Yes. A few theories are that the children were fairies. Okay. Which, okay, in England, like around that time period, I could see that as a good as a good theory. Yeah. Aliens. No, I'm I'm still going. I'm still going parallel universe versus upside like that. They came from a parallel dimension. Yep. I think that's a good one. They came from an underground world. Yeah. The upside down. There's also a theory that the children had been held captive and brainwashed all for an elaborate hoax. And painted green. (laughs) Painted green. With beanstalks. We turned the beanstalks into mush and painted you green. They only fed them beanstalks for like three years and hoped they'd turn green. And then threw them in the wolf pits. And then they were like... Oh, these children we've never seen before. You've never seen us. They don't speak English. <laughs> no habla espanol. No, you don't speak Spanish? <laughs> they don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Another theory is that they were from a more distant village where they spoke a different dialect of English and they had a disease that caused their skin to turn green. Okay. Which... Is the more historical explanation for why this could have happened. So I'm going to dive into that for a second. Be like to live live in a world that was like twilight constantly. Wild. So the most historical explanation. We'll get into that a little bit. Okay. So it could have been that many Flemish immigrants were arriving in the eastern England during the 12th century. They were being persecuted after Henry II became king in. 1154 so if we like look at the time frame from earlier in this story the story was said to have happened around the reign of king stefan which technically is before this so i just wanted to point that out before like we well no but like before we like set that this is our definite like this is what happened story yeah technically according to everything else it happened before this okay so a large number of Flemish people were being killed. Um, this one guy that they just, I read an article and they were just referencing random people and they didn't tell me where these random people were from or like if they wrote books or anything. So I just left their names in here and figured whatever. Okay. So Paul Harris sounds half-assed like our podcast. Yeah. Paul Harris, some random guy suggested that the green children's Flemish parents could have perished during a period of civil unrest and that the children may have come from, a village more north of Woolpit. The children could have been disoriented and distressed, and they would have likely been dressed in Flemish clothing, which would have been very different from what Woolpit villagers were used to. The children's green skin color could be explained by a dietary deficiency called green sickness or choleris. Okay. Chloris. What causes it? Um, it's a dietary deficiency so it's a lack of something i don't know exactly i didn't really look into it to be honest but the green sickness will disappear with an appropriate diet primary cause of green sickness was a constriction of vessels involved in menstruation that wouldn't make sense for the boy then no it would not or the girl because she was so young it happens in plants maybe they were plants i'm i found an article calling it the virgin's disease maybe they were just virgins (laughs) Virgins. 
It also happens in plants, though. Maybe they were plant children. Well, then that doesn't... It, like, everything I'm seeing is it's in women, but... um, But what about the brother, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, well, the brother never didn't turn green. He died. Maybe they just had jaundice. <laughs> he, he was green. He never didn't turn green because he died. But yeah, so green sickness will supposedly disappear with the appropriate diet. Okay. So this could explain why she turned to her normal color. Yeah. Um, this is a widely accepted explanation. Um, this other dude, Brian Houghton, that don't know who what he did. Houghton. Houghton. Is he actually? It's H A U G H T O N. Houghton. How? Houghton. How? Um, he considers ten. He considers the like this that this is like a likely explanation, but also suggests that an educated local man like Richard would probably have recognized that the language being spoken was Flemish. Okay. So there's that. This is my favorite explanation. Okay. Just because I like that someone put this much thought into it. Yes. I'm ready. So some people think they had a more otherworldly origin. Yep. Robert Burton suggested in his 1612 book, The Anatomy of Melancholy, that the green children fell from the heavens. Oh. So people have interpreted this to mean that the children were extraterrestrials. Yeah. Which I know you said you weren't into, but I like that someone else took it to this point. Okay. (laughs) So in a 1996 article published in the magazine Analog, astronomer, first of all, his name is Duncan Lunan. Okay. Um, great name. Yes. He hypothesized that the green children were accidentally transported from their home planet to Woolpit and that their home planet may have been synchron- in a synchronized orbit around its sun, presenting the conditions for life only in a narrow twilight lit zone. The other portions of the land would have either been f- a fiercely hot surface or a frozen dark side. So I thought that was kind of an interesting concept. Yeah. I just like that. Very sciencey. I was like, who sits there and is like, hmm, let me think about their home planet. <laughs> me. Um, so like we might never know the full reason why there was the story of the green children. Secret, por- secret portal from another alternate reality. I like that one, honestly. Yeah. Um, some think it could just be a fairy tale. Some people do think that like their cave or wherever they were was like there was a dimension door essentially into into our world yeah that was just in the pit yeah (laughs) apparently our door's in a pit yep um it's probably filled in now we can't even go back did no one ever investigate the pits i don't think they bothered they're like hey where these fucking children come from they're like oh the children must have fell in here like no it's not weird at all they must have fell in here Years ago, because they're green and speak another language. From something I said, that it did say that the pits were still there. So I want to... I'm, I'm curious, because I didn't really see... Can you see. still fall into a pit? I hope so. I you really... fall into a pit like Alice in Wonderland. Um, like I said, some people think it could be a fairy tale. But the story has inspired many stories, poems, operas, plays, and various other media. An opera? An opera. And I'm very curious about this opera. Like, I think you'd go see it. Yeah. So that is a brief telling of the Green Children of Wolfit. That is awesome. Definitely an alternate reality. I like that idea. Okay. I like that idea. I like the parallel universe. I think that's really cool. 
I'm behind it. Okay. That's it. That's it. That's what I got for you. Okay. Well, if you like this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Do it. Uh, you can listen to us everywhere, and you already do, so thanks. Um, and you can find us on social media at places. You can find us on Twitter at the MFCast, on Instagram at Marble Forest Podcast, and you can send us your personal listener experiences to marbleforestpodcast at gmail.com. Please do it. We want to read them. You can also find us on facebook.com slash marbleforestpodcast. We also like to give a special thanks to Jenna, who did our logo. You can find her on Instagram and Etsy at Agenda. And if you need to know how to spell it, just go to our website. I thought you were going to say just Google it. Just Google it. Yeah, just go to our Instagram. You can find something there. Or, Or our website. Or dm us just search marble forest Podbean, and you'll find us yeah or or dm us dm us and i'll like literally send you a link perfect done um and cameron who did our music and devin who's awesome and me who is awesomer and social anxiety <laughs> because we're doing a panel we're gonna do great and me who sat here and caesar who sat here yeah he was loud we're thanking everyone today. Thank yeah. you, guys. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for listening. The people who listen make my heart happy. Yeah, you that was 30 so people. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> I'm a sort of cheesy person. I'm really, I hate cheese. Anyway, I actually love cheese, but I hate like the like good cheese. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, that's it. And, and uh, don't tempt fate by buying a livestock and, and turning your children green. Yeah, don't show or throw them in wolf pits. <laughs> don't feed your children only green beans. <laughs> All right, bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>